0: life.
1: com
2: Welcome to the third hour of Radio Law Talk. You can find us on RadioLawTalk.com or on your favorite radio station that carries us. If you listen on RadioLawTalk.com and they don't carry us in your area and you'd like to be able to listen on the radio, well, go ahead and... Send an email to your local radio station with uh, with with this suggestion. We'd be happy to come to your locale over the airwaves. What do you think, Cal? Is that a good <laughs> idea?
1: Uh, we may just ride our bicycles there one t- one day. That'd be fun.
2: Well, that that would be that would be interesting.
1: Or like John Denver and uh, what's his name in Dumb and Dumber. We could get us a couple of little tote goats and just no, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Was John Denver and not dumb John and Denver? Denver. <laughs> they were talking about John Denver. That John Denver's full of spit. They said. Okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, so so we. We've gone through two hours wow. here.
1: Forget my movie reference. I'm yeah. not very good at
2: it. Two hours having more fun than we ought to be able to allowed to be able to dodge blah blah blah. Can't even speak in complete sentences. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> I'd say you're a little punch struck. That could be, it could be well, I, I I have had a lot of Diet Coke this morning. I will say that. And I asked I had my highly nutritious breakfast of X, ex- champions Two donuts and a diet coke. I went with the. Uh, I got the donuts because I was getting the diet coke, so I could splurge on the sugar.
1: That was a nice compromise. That's uh, good.
2: I, I, I'll tell you this though, right? Because like,
1: for lunch you're going to have two Big Macs and a diet coke. If correct. I make if no.
2: I make it to lunch, because right now it's about like eleven oh eight our time in the studio right now, and I'm probably going to crash here in about twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, having a lot of fun this show talking about what, talk about Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, Chevron. We've talked about. R. Kelly and other folks whose names start with a, an initial. <laughs> we even got to talk about OJ. It's always a full day if you get to talk about OJ, but we're not done yet. We got more stuff to talk about in this uh, third hour of Radio Law Talk. But before it starts with the topics. Cal, we got another case or no case to do, don't we? We
1: have one more, Todd, and I think you'll especially appreciate that one. So here we go. Now this it's one. time to go. play Case or No Case. A yeah! couple of guys who live in Los Angeles who wanted to get some, they're gathering film for, what do they call it? Stock film. We'll have a stock footage B-roll, company. b stock yeah, footage. They want to just stock yeah, stock footage it. company. Los Angeles residents Frank Bobby and his friend Carlos Wintour decided to go to Alaska bear hunting with a camera, not a gun, Although they did take all of the appropriate measures, bear spray, handgun. I had a desire to photograph black bears because they already had the browns and the polar bears. So the black bears are the ones that have the Roman nose and shorter, more curved claws than brown bears. And it was a warm day. They alighted from their small charter plane, grabbed their gear and set off for the forest And there, right on the edge of the forest, near a grove of trees on a rock, was a good-sized black bear sleeping belly down. They could even hear it snore. And so Carlos said... That's boring, a sleeping bear. Franco said, just go behind him and poke him with a tree branch. Wake him up when he wakes up. We'll get some good stuff there. So they said, well, let's try this. So they went and tried this, and they poked him, and the bear would, like, you know. And then finally, the third time, the bear awoke, and Frank and Bobby were getting some good stuff on film. The bear, though, quickly lost interest and ran away. But they heard the whelp of a siren behind them, and they got a ticket for waking The bear. They decided to go to the Alaska Department of Fish and Game (laughs) with their citation and said, Do we have a case? And this is not, you can't bust us for waking up a bear. Denise, what do you say? Case or no case? (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, this is really true. I mean, there is a there there's a saying: "Don't poke a sleeping bear." For goodness' sake!
1: Well, that's just common sense. But you, these guys no, but that's
3: a, that's a saying in Alaska.
1: Yeah, apparently these that's, guys didn't have that. That's, that's, much that's common a saying in a
3: lot of advice you know, I give clients: "Don't you know, poke the bear." You know that I, I you know lived in Alaska. I know this. Yes. Okay.
1: Don't poke a sleeping bear.
3: They got a ticket. Yeah, they did. They didn't get a suit.
1: What, made out of bear fur? <laughs> of what bear do you mean? fur.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so is it a case?
1: They, so they is tried it to get the ticket. They wanted to get the ticket dismissed because it's a pretty expensive ticket for you mess with the wildlife in Alaska. They're not happy with that. So they wanted to get the ticket dismissed. Got it. Okay. Case or no case?
3: Um, this is just weird enough that I, it should be a case. And I, this saying is real in Alaska, so it comes from somewhere. I am going to say that it's a case, and they lose.
1: Okay, fair enough. Uh, Mr. Kuhn, what do you think about the case of the pho- photogs poking
2: the black bear? Poking the black bear. I don't know. Did the bear wake up? Hey, boo-boo. <laughs> you got
1: a pick-a-mick basket here? Uh, what are we... <laughs> well, he wasn't
2: happy. Yeah, I, I, I bet not. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, I don't want to agree with Denise, just out of general principle here. Sure. Why would you? (laughs) Stop it, Denise. Stop it. You know, last last hour, Denise was saying I was making googly eyes. Now she's returning the favor. Um, so they weren't trying with scissors to shore off or to shear the bear at all or anything like that, were they? No, they did not
1: want bear hair. They did not want bear hair. or Nor did they want a bear bear. This
2: is reminding me of the schoolhouse. He was a scary bear. He was a hairy bear. So, uh, All right. I am going to go with... It's a case – this is going to give Cal an opportunity to get some points if he stumped us. Okay, So I'm going to say that this is a case. But I'm going to say that the two guys win because of some loophole in the law. Like you're not allowed to wake a hibernating bear, but it wasn't hibernation season. It oh, I was, was lobernation. Or maybe the <laughs>
3: exception was that you can't disturb the bear in the forest, but he wasn't in the forest. He was on the edge. Of the forest. That's
1: catching it. That's very good.
3: Or or maybe
2: maybe the case was dismissed because they subpoenaed the bear and he didn't show up. (laughs) He
3: was not available for (laughs) subpoena
2: Let me tell you what happened. Yes, please do.
1: In Alaska, it is against the law to awaken a bear for the purposes of taking its picture. True. For that specific purpose, it's against the law to awaken a bear to take its picture. Because their hair is
2: just all messy and it puts them in a bad light.
1: If they're having a bad bear hair day. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, but but here's what really happened. Nothing. It's no case. I made the whole thing up and 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 that's that. So, So, sorry. So that's that's case or no case for a throw. Yeah, two points. Yes, I get finally I get a couple of points, and that you know those are hard to come by against you smart people. So that's it for case or no case. Next week, I'll have more.
2: Okay, all right. Promise you I promise you'll yes. have more for us next yes, week. I haven't
1: prepped any for next week, but yes, next week. I'll well, have you know, more.
2: according to Fred, your prep is to actually use the restroom, and you've got that book for reading material next to you. Yeah, I
1: remember
3: what I said was going to be on his, his headstone. <laughs> uh,
2: oh, 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 yes. <laughs> you know, we 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 should re- we should start a podcast. We sh- we should we should start we a have. pod we should start a podcast called Radio Law Talk Off the Air. I agree. Where, where, where we say the thing, <laughs> mean stuff I've said to
1: Cal during radio law—that would be a good one too.
2: <laughs> it would be akin to radio law talk after dark, uh, or, or during the break. <laughs> the ins- inside I, I think, story. I, like I think that, that would man. be. I think that would be interesting stuff to do. But when we come back after the break, and, and we're going to keep it tame on the break. Promise is promise. We come back after the break. We got stuff going on in South Carolina with the Confederacy, Trump, Spicer, Justice Thomas, Derek Chauvin, comfort dogs.
1: Center, the announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about
2: money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam.
1: Thanks, Tax Doctor.
4: If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. Ain't that right, boy? He said call Pet Joy right now. 800-711-9218. For the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the Window Replacement Hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bill. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the Window Replacement Hotline now. 800-710-3739. Eight hundred seven one zero three seven three nine. Eight hundred seven one zero three seven three nine. That's eight hundred seven one zero thirty seven thirty nine.
5: 减少
3: Radio Law Talk. I like that show.
1: You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show.
2: You know, we got that uh, when the bass drops on that rejoin music there. Yeah. It's just really, I, I keep expecting Denise. I wanted want to. What's the terminology? I want her to bust a move, and that's what I'd like to see. Just,
3: just. just um, break a hip. You, there you go.
1: He doesn't look excited. By the it
3: bust. I'm going to break a hip. That's, oh wow! It's
2: the new TikTok. That's
1: how we it's, say it when you're our age. You don't bust a move. You bust a hip. Yeah, that's exactly. Good, All
2: right. That, that's uh, that 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 could be your rap name, bust a hip. You know. No bust, a rhyme, get a bust, bust, a bust a hip, okay. All right, great. Uh, it, whatever, whatever Denise's rap name will be, it won't change what happened in South Carolina. How's that for a segue? Nice. <laughs> won't change what happened in South Carolina. So um, over the last, what are we talking, Denise? Five years, six years or so, there's been this push to remove monuments and and things that might have – questionable origins in terms of racism and the unsightly history of the United States in in terms of some things and folks that might have uh, been involved in um – practices in the South or in the United States way back around the time that our country was founded. And that has resulted in removals of Confederate flags, monuments, things like that. But something happened in South Carolina recently. And what was that?
3: Well, a very important case came down and it's a state's rights case. And I love state's rights case. Um, The there is There was a unique law that was um, uh, entered by the legislature.
2: In South Carolina. In South
3: Carolina. Yes. And it said that you can – it actually prevented anyone from moving a Confederate monument or changing the historical name of a street or building without the legislature's permission. And that's really important because that right now people are fighting. oh, this just depicts racism or this is historical. We can't just ignore our history, folks, you know, and that type of stuff. So there's two sides to this story. But what's important about this case is that the legislature made the law. That's yes. number one, Uh that the law says that you cannot do something and that if you were to change that law, you have to have so much. Uh, percentage of the legislation voting in favor of that. And so this has a lot of different layers to this case.
2: It does. It and does. it's timely. It it's is
3: timely. It's very current and very timely.
2: It was called South Carolina's Heritage Act. And, and essentially it was challenged in court because uh, opponents of the law felt that the law would preserve monuments or those things that have a, a racist history. And they wanted to be able to remove those and that this law was unconstitutional or was inappropriate because it protected those things that some viewed as, as being monuments of, of racist origin. Now, the court – and this is, the, uh, this is the South Carolina Supreme Court, right? Right, the, the state S- Supreme Court. The state mm-hmm. Supreme Court found in favor of the law with one exception, one exception, the law as written – said that a monument could only be removed if it was approved – the removal was approved by the legislature by virtue of a two-thirds vote. And And that's hard to get. That's right. And what the Supreme Court struck down was the two-thirds majority vote. benchmark that any proposed removal had to meet it's it's a simple majority of the legislature not a super right not a super majority right. and so it did change the law there but i like what the court did denise
3: you, you, i know I, I, I what i liked also is that it may take a two-thirds vote of the legislature to change the constitution the court the state constitution but it's a simple majority to change this law that's right so it could be viewed as a win by the people that were not supporting the law um, as well because it, it makes it easier to overturn the
2: law essentially constitutional amendments usually require a two-thirds majority and so I think the idea here is essentially look South Carolina if you want to protect the monuments that require a, a, a two-thirds majority then amend your constitution to provide for that right if it's a law as passed by the legislature then it's then it's just a simple majority. But the other thing I like about this and and I like about I like this without even discussing without even getting into the merits of whether or not a monument should or should not be removed because of its racist past. I mean I'm not even going there. What what I'm focusing on here with this is whether the monument should or shouldn't be there should occur and and, and should arise out of the actions of the legislative branch. It's not something that should be decided by the executive branch. It's not something that should be ex- decided by the by the, ju- by judge, by right? the judicial branch. Right. This is a legislative because the people elected their representatives. In theory, the representatives should be doing what the people – what their constituents want and let's do what the people want. And I think that's what the court said here. Don't come to us with this lawsuit to do an end around – the way things are supposed to work which is let the legislature decide it
3: right the- governor can't do it mayors of cities can't do it this is in south carolina because of this law only the legislature can change it or
1: well this this was, was back at the time when the, the black lives matter movement was in full boil when i say that i mean uh, activism in the streets uh, you know street damage and so on and i think there was a temptation to say well, let's pay attention to the emotional aspect of this instead of let's paying attention to the law and the way laws are supposed to be made. Maybe they should play that song. You know, a bill is a bill. And, you know, the thing from uh, what was that from, from schoolhouse? Yeah, where yeah, I am yeah, only yeah. a bill. Right. right yes.
2: Right, right. I I I just think with this that. It's difficult when decisions are made based upon emotion. I understand the emotion. And and again, may, maybe the monuments should be removed. Maybe they shouldn't. I'm not commenting on it. I'm just saying the determination needs to occur in the legislative branch, yeah. not in court. And I'm
1: totally agreeing with you. You and got so, that right.
2: And so I'm, I'm happy for that decision. I think they got that right. We'll see if anything comes of it. But, hey, we are at the bottom of the hour in our third hour. only 30 minutes left, Denise. Only 30 minutes left. Can you put on some deodorant? It's getting a little baby in here.
1: That might be me. I don't know.
2: I'm sorry. It's me. My bad. My bad. We'll see you after this break.
1: (laughs) You're listening to Radio Law Talk on many of your favorite great radio stations coast to coast and also on radiolawtalk.com. And we thank you. Remember, Radio Law Talk is available 9 to noon Pacific every Saturday. Live on RadioLawTalk.com and on many radio stations coast to coast. Radio Law Talk and RadioLawTalk.com Commercials and other announcements aired on Radio Law Talk contain the opinions of the sponsor. The airing of said announcements on Radio Law Talk does not constitute an endorsement. The announcements may contain claims that are not intended to treat, diagnose, or cure any disease. These claims have not been evaluated by the FDA.
4: Keep listening for an exciting offer from U.S. Men. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain and inconvenience of pricking your fingers over and over again. By wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers right away. If you're testing your blood sugar four or more times per day, injecting insulin three or more times per day, or using an insulin pump, Call today and learn about the latest CGM technology. 800 251 7560. 800 251 7560. We'll tell you all you need to know about CGMs. A CGM can immediately reduce pain. It's accurate, easy to use, and helps you make better diabetes treatment decisions. And with insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out of pocket cost. Call now to learn more.
0: You are a loser. You're a whiner. Oh, come on.
1: This is a great time to call the show. 855-LAW-RADIO. That's 855-LAW-RADIO.
2: So where are we going now, Denise? Where are we headed now? I you
3: think d- we're headed to the Supreme Court.
2: That's right. I do believe we are headed to the Supreme Court. Justice Thomas was in the news this past week. <laughs> For those of you that are, uh,
3: I got to get my Ruth Bader Ginsburg mask out.
2: So, so for, there you for, go. for those of you that don't get the joke here, um, before her death, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, when she was on the court, every time we talk about Justice Ginsburg, Fred would go on and on about the time that he met her, and it was googly eyes. Like, yes, and oh, it was to boy. the point where it's like, you know, Fred, um, is there something you want to tell us? Because. I don't know. I think he kind of had a thing for her, you know. She yeah. looked like the Queen of England, and she was so demure,
3: proper, and small and petite, with gloves on, and just looked so
1: magnificent. May she rest in peace, by yes. Way. yes,
2: yes, so absolutely. So that's that's your that's why Cal's playing that song here for uh, for for the Supreme Court, but. We are going to talk about Justice Thomas, Clarence Thomas, because he was in the news recently making – he made statements that, uh, according to what I have read, echoed the statements made by other justices of the Supreme Court, which is a genuine concern that the public uh, – the way things are going, he's concerned that the public may, have, may, may lose faith in the court and, and, and how if the public loses faith in the – judicial system in the court as a co-equal third branch of government, how that would be concerning to him and and he pointed to some things that he thinks lead to that. We could talk about that for just a second, but as I was telling Denise on the break, you know, um, I studied and and researched a lot about the origin of the Constitution and and what the Founding Fathers were doing And, and quite frankly, back in the late 1700s, first off, Founding a nation with a consti- a governing document called a constitution was a novel concept in and of itself, and now every country pretty much has one. But the United States was really uh, blazing the trail, if you will, when it comes to that, not only having a, a document that oversees and says how the government should be run, how the country should be run, but – splitting up the power of government among three co-equal branches of government that could act as checks and balances on one another. Oh, my gosh. No
1: king, no queen. What are we going to do?
3: Yeah, no, it's a trifecta. It was uh, amazingly smart. And really, our forefathers were really, 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 um, they could foresee things, I swear.
1: They were prescient and they were obviously... Incredibly intelligent as to how they could balance out the things they did not like about what was going on in England,
3: and one of the, and not just England, anywhere separation of church and state. Right, you know that was one of the main, um, you know
1: concepts, concepts, Uh and
3: so it was really about creating, um, a stable government that could not be overthrown i think was what it was really about
2: one of the one of the things that they really struggled with okay so the uh, the concept of a legislature was not novel i mean they they had there's parliament was back in in england for crying out loud and, and and the concept of a judiciary that wasn't novel i mean we we had been living under english common law which by its very name has magistrates in the judiciary so that so the public understood that but this idea of an executive branch they didn't want to call it a king cuz lord knows we they'd already had it with that but to have an executive branch where you'd have a single figurehead elected by the will of the people they struggled with with that in two ways one Well, we want to make sure that people don't think that we're just getting back into the same problem we had before with a new king. We're calling it a president with the executive. By the same token, they wanted the people to buy into it, to accept it. That's one of the reasons they didn't go with a popular vote just of all citizens because if they had – let's say you got five people running and they split the vote 20 percent, 20 percent. But one guy gets 21 percent. So now he's the president because he got it by 21%. Nobody else did. So that's one of the reasons. I know there are several others, but that's one of the reasons. And the small
1: states said, well, what about us? Yeah, but that's one of the
2: reasons that they went with the executive, or with Uh, the uh, Congress. uh, With the Electoral College. There you go. Because. The president could be selected in a single meeting, and the requirement to be, prese- uh, to be president required a clear majority of more than 50 percent of all votes cast. Right. Right? So, and, and that was the way they thought. If we do that, then the rest of the country will accept the integrity and have faith in this branch of government, right? And what we see now in the concern of Justice Thomas is – that the concern is not whether people are going to have faith in the executive branch. The concern now is, are people going to lose faith in the judicial branch? And that is the concern. You want the public to have faith in all three branches of government. And and Thomas is concerned about – he specifically points out the media, and I think that, that – I understand his argument, but I think it presents some problems with specifically pointing out the media because the freedom of the press is directly under the First Amendment right yep, got to be there but um, but he, he is concerned with that right
3: right and one of the f- um, important things about our government also is that it's a republic. Yes, and that part of it means that the power is held by the people. Absolutely, and the representatives of the people through the election. So that is an underlying theme here, and that the concept of republic. We're not United States or the Republic of United States or anything like that. But a lot of other countries, when they have regrouped themselves or changed their government structure, they do call themselves republic now because that a concept about the power being in the people and their elected legal representatives of they elect, um, that is a very basic um, underlying theme for us.
1: Yes. Well, I think back to the uh, – That's the, why we uh, got
3: the Statute of Liberty, by what? the way, is because right. France wanted to recognize the United States as being a republic. A and
1: constitutional republic. Yes, Correct. That's right. So the interesting thing is about the Electoral College, at least as I see it, is – there's also the same danger of people losing faith in that system and in the executive branch because every time there's a close election, there's always this odd movement to me. People apparently haven't read the Constitution. I don't know what it's trying to do. help us do who say, well, let's banish the Electoral College. Let's get rid of that. And I'm thinking to myself. Why don't you just banish the Supreme Court too? I mean if you're going to abolish something because you don't happen to like the way it makes you feel, there's a lot of things you can abolish I suppose. I,
2: I, I do get that and, and I know I, – I remember after the 2016 election, um, after, after the 2016 election, there I remember hearing this a lot from a lot of friends of mine that did not vote for the person that won the election. That's not my president. Not my president. And I heard that. Well, So so that is one of those things that comes out and that can act as a uh, – well, does that undermine the faith that people have in that branch of government? And now um, there's the question about whether or not the faith is being undermined in the judicial branch yes. of government. I, now and, – and this is what Justice Thomas was talking about recently was his concerns that certain actions like – you know, he didn't come out and say it, but I think there's a, there's a question about whether or not we're going to pack the court. Are we going to have more justices come on? Well, right. um, I think all the justices have expressed concern, not outright saying that would destroy the court, but concern that that may undermine the faith in the judiciary. Well, one of the things that I see, because Thomas talked about the media and things that the media says, and I've said this on uh, on this show several times, which is You ever notice how the headlines don't match what actually happened in the court when Obamacare was saved? How many times do you hear people say, Justice Roberts saved Obamacare? And they make it sound like Roberts came up with this novel concept that – no, he didn't. That was in the moving papers by the government. All Roberts said was, I agree with your argument. You're the ones that made the argument. I agree with you. That's what judges do. Yep. They don't. They don't create legislation. They don't come up. They rule between two arguments.
3: Well, when they do create legislation, it's called activism, yes. and that is not favored.
1: Absolutely. So, and there's a major discussion about that now. By the way, one mentioned really quickly. Uh, what you, when you worry about lack of faith in Congress? Take an opinion poll. They are among the lowest-rated, not only branches of government but professions in the country. So we are losing faith in one branch of government, uh, and uh, I'm concerned about that.
2: But the one thing about losing faith in Congress is this: if if it's con- vote t- him out. talk them out, talking the difference between con- <laughs> Congress and the Senate. If it's they, they run on two-year terms, if you lack faith in your representative, vote them out. Exactly they're only right. there for two years, and they're only there because you let them. Right,
1: which right? is what you hear about term limits. Term limits. I said we have term limits. It's called an election. Use yeah. it. You know, I mean, it's right there. So, yeah. yeah. So
3: yeah. So one thing that there's a common theme right now with the um, the U.S. Supreme Court, and whether you're a liberal or conservative, the theme is that this body is not political. That it should not be political, that it should be deciding all the issues based on the facts, the evidence before it, and the law, and not have personal political opinions to um, come into play in the decision making.
2: So we'll touch maybe on this just a smidge. We come back from the break. We've got other stuff we got to get to. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. Don't go away.
1: You guys are so smart. I love listening to you, and I hope many of the folks listening as well, because a lot of good discussion there. We appreciate the fact that you are listening to us, and we'll continue with Radio Law Talk in a little bit here on your local radio station. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk
5: ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm.
4: If your loved one has passed away due to COVID-19, pay close attention to this message. You could be entitled to a death benefit of over $300,000. The U.S. government has set up a fund to pay families relief if they've lost a loved one due to COVID-19. We know this is a hard time for you, and this fund has been set up by the federal government to help ease your pain. The compensation includes a death benefit and lost wages benefit. Time is limited, so we urge you to make a free phone call right now right now there's no cost to you for this claim all legal fees are only covered once you receive your money so if you've lost a loved one due to COVID-19, call the legal helpline right now to find out if you qualify for a cash award. Here's our number. 800-918-7092. 800-918-7092. 800-918-7092. That's
0: 800-918-7092. Paid for by the IPG Law Group. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? you need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes
5: 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-738-0170. 800-738-0170. 800-738-0170. 800-738-0170. this is no
0: fun
3: are you serious
1: this is radio law talk
2: and now back to the show a quick follow up on uh, i guess and i think denise has uh, some comments she wants to make on the on the Clarence Thomas issue and and having faith in the judiciary.
3: Yeah, i think it's very common that all of the judges or the justices want to be viewed as not political. And they have a difference of opinion as to what's the cause. Thomas points his fingers to the media and the misinformation and you know all of the stuff that's coming, but honestly, the media is both what takes us down in terms of mi- misinformation But what also keeps people honest because they dig out and they investigate and all that. So it's not just the media. Breyer says it's the political structure, you know, and he complains about the Democrats wanting to pack the court and, you know, all these different ideas. All of these types of activities do undermine the judiciary. So we all need to realize we are a political structure and politics is going to get involved. But we have to do what we need to do to keep our justices and our judiciary non-politicized.
2: I I, I agree. And I think the point that – one of the points that Justice Thomas was making is that, look, justices rule – on the facts and the law and what the law is. They don't rule based upon their personal ideology. And we have seen this countless times where when a person is being confirmed or going through the confirmation process, we hear no shortage of if this person is confirmed, then that's the end of this judicial concept or that judicial concept. And then you look at somebody like Justice Roberts, Bush appointee. Everybody thought he was going to be conservative. He's been anything but, right? Right. He has, he has made his decisions that have not gone along with what the prognosticators said. We've even seen that happen from Kavanaugh and Gorsuch recently in some cases. And so they seem to be uh, – where, where I think the judiciary would really lose the faith of the people is if in connection with whatever pressure they're getting from the, poli- the politics and the press, if the judiciary started – to rule based upon their own personal interests. And that's when they would lose it. As long as the justices can maintain – we're ruling on the law and the facts and not our own personal preferences. As long as they can maintain that, I think there's hope for the judiciary. But boy, if they don't, that's going to be a tough road to hoe. That's going to be tough. But sticking with courts, sticking with courts, you know, sometimes when folks – Sometimes witnesses in a case, um, they're, they're not always adults. Sometimes they're teenagers. Sometimes they're kids. Sometimes they have. It could be a cow. I'm just saying. Sure. Well, no. <laughs> cow. That's a very moving soundbite you've given us there. I thought so. Okay. But uh, it's sometimes, and sometimes they're uh, people that have developmental disabilities, right? Um, or they, they suffer from other folks autism. They. they it spans the – runs the gamut of things that can happen. And um, the question has come up recently and this what, – what jurisdiction? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. It has out
3: of their Supreme Court.
2: Uh, whether or not an individual testifying can have a support animal, a support dog um, with them – maybe barely visible to a jury sometimes they're not visible to a jury but there so that the person can testify and, and help them overcome the anxiety of testifying and what happened in Pennsylvania what did the supreme court rule
3: they ruled in favor of having this comfort Animal, and I, I think it's rightfully so because they said it's really important that witnesses feel safe, and that they have some kind of comfort during the time they're testifying. Sometimes about very hard um, situations, and that comfort dog can help to, um, you know, to help the, that witness and and perhaps it's even a victim, but. The other side of it is that if the jurors see the comfort dog, they might have certain sympathies or feel like there are certain reasons that witness should or should not be, you know, believed. I mean, it could impact the perception of the jury. So it was a really important question.
2: Yeah. And and, and I, I think where that would come up. I mean let's say somebody is testifying, right, and they have a comfort animal up there and the defense attorney wants to go up and do a cross-examination. And let's say that the cross-examination are legitimate questions that need to be answered. The greatest tool ever invented for ascertaining the truth is cross-examination. And but a juror might look at what would otherwise be normal cross examination, say, "Well, what are you beating up on that person with the, right. with the service animal? That
1: person has a service cow. You cannot ask them that mean question because I have a cow at home and I love my
2: cow." Well, that I mean, that that raises another. I mean, that raises another issue, which. Uh, we'll see what happens moving forward, moving forward. But it's this, so the court ruled that a, that a person can have a, a service dog, a service animal, one that's been trained. But you know, we saw this start in airline flights, right? I had to have my my emotional support dog with me on the flight, and everybody's next thing you know, you got people bringing. It's my emotional support peacock, aardvark. You know, I'd like my emotional support boa constrictor to be on the plane with me. Can I have? And, and how far are they going to push this envelope when it comes to court? I I completely agree with the decision that the Supreme Court rendered, in that I know that in the state of California, um, I mentioned. Uh, Two sections ago, or in our first uh, hour, that I used to prosecute the sex crimes in a certain jurisdiction with victims age 14 and over. And um, going to the trainings we go to, they always talked about, yeah, get a motion to the court and get a service animal in there. You can do that. The judges will agree to it as long as it's not a distraction. So I'm, there is a
3: limitation on yeah. it, though. And the limitation is it's in criminal matters. Now, it does not extend to the civil context at this time.
2: Yes, and so uh, – and, and mine were all criminal matters that, that we dealt with. Sure. And so uh, so they, they – in California, they could have those. And, and if there's no specific law or judicial ruling in any specific state where they, the issue hasn't been addressed, then it defaults to the discretion of the court. And uh, – but I, I just – I think as long as it's not abused, as long as it's not abused, you know.
1: Well, who, who brought this – Matter before the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. I mean, was it obviously it was a criminal case, as you said. It,
2: it, it would have been an issue on appeal by the defense okay. I mean, because the the animal was allowed, and the the only thing that I think is you remember back in the day where the, there was the guy who claimed that his horse could add. Yes, and then and it's like watch this, and he does this, and it turned out when people observed that that the guy didn't even know he was doing it, but he was giving a subtle clue to the horse. So the horse, whenever the guy did something, the horse knew to stop beating its hoof, right? And I'm thinking about this, going, well, what if you get the service dog? Is like, okay, now what happened here? And the guy goes to answer, and the dog puts his, the dog puts the paw on the foot. I mean, actually, it would know the light was red. <laughs> what color was the light? It was green. Paw. I mean, red. <laughs> the dog knows the facts. Well, the I
1: mean case. that that is a legitimate thing to ask. So the role of the pet, like you said, out of sight out of sight of the jury, right? Isn't that what you said, Denise? I think Yeah, you said. they, they yeah. usually
3: bring the service dog in and place the service dog out of the presence of the jury. And and the the trial court, or, or I mean, the Supreme Court in Pennsylvania said if you, the judge has a duty. You can't always let the service dog in. No. What you gotta look at is a balancing test. Yes. And I love these balancing tests. You have to balance where, whether the degree to which the accommodation will assist the witness in testifying in a truthful manner against the possible prejudice to the defendant's right to a fair trial. And so in that particular case, they found that the service, any, uh, service animal, uh, Melody, did not cause prejudice
2: to the defendant's trial. Hmm. And that takes us to our last takes segment, to Cal. our last thing
1: that we do every week, and that is quick takes and here's todd kunan with his quick take okay
2: i'm just gonna go with service animals i'm waiting for disney to come out with another installment of the shaggy da
1: (laughs) (laughs) very good denise what's your quick take today
3: my quick take is angelina and brad pitt they both did their bad dates nobody's worse than this but stop the mess break all ties And please do so quickly on the sake, for the sake of the
1: children. Turn your backs and walk away.
2: Yep. Well, that's going to do it for this uh, installment of Radio Law Talk next week. I anticipate we're back at full strength, all three of us, plus Cal, the four amigos, charging our way through the legal issues of the day with a half-eaten peanut butter and jelly sandwich and... You know, some day-old Kool-Aid. That's my story, and I'm sticking by it. And taking no prisoners. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, folks. We will catch you next week. Cal, take us out.
1: Thank you, folks, for listening to Radio Law Talk here on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. Tell them thank you for getting a minute, and uh, we'll see you next time on Radio Law Talk.
5: of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills john a former non-customer said my air conditioner broke and i had to spend nineteen hundred dollars to fix it jeff a customer wrote my air conditioner broke and i got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost mary a former non-customer wrote my heating system stopped running i had to spend three thousand dollars to get a new one lisa a customer wrote My heater stopped working. I got it fixed at no out-of-pocket cost. For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home, guaranteed fixed or replaced, with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back.
4: Call now. 800-238-9182. 800-238-9182. 800-238-9182. Again, that's 800-238-9182.